Hello, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And is there another movie now than Rogue One, a Star Wars story? I don't think so. I think this is it. My guest today, Felicity Jones, is uh, she doesn't really care about movies that she wins Oscar nominations for, like The Theory of Everything. She cares only all her life. I think I've known her. And she said, I want to be in a Star Wars movie. And now it's happened. Felicity, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you and our very cheesy much. Popcorn. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I've had enough of the nominations. Oh, yeah, I mean, enough of that. Who Please. needs that? Who needs more <laughs> Oscar glory when you could be in this movie? So tell us. I'm going to get this right. Jin Urso. Jin Urso, yes. Oh, you say it so much nicer. Oh. Urso. Thank you. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Jin Urso. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? She is, um, she's... Uh, a young woman who has had to survive on her own so she can defend herself in a fight. Uh, She's pretty strong-minded, but she's very much a loner when we first meet her. She's actually a real outsider, um, as are the rest of the rebels uh, that you slowly meet throughout the film. And it's it's about a group of them coming together uh, and forming a, a, a team uh, with, with Jin leading and, and fighting for good in the, in the galaxy. So be honest with me. How much of a Star Wars geek uh, were you before you signed on for this? Well, I, I mean, like everyone, I, I, it, it, comes as a part, it becomes part of your life when you're growing up, when you're that young age. And I think that's why people have so much affection for the franchise, because it reminds you of being a child. It reminds you of those days when you were full of innocence and wonder and, and Star Wars I still am. was part of it. Well, yes, you've managed to retain really, it. I've, that's great. That's why I'm so you, happy there's another Star Wars. You haven't become bitter yes, and jaded. Not at all. Good. Except on Glad Tuesdays to hear it. Yeah. through Sunday. Tuesday, sometimes Monday morning. <laughs> it's good, yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah, I used to watch it with my, with my brother, my older brother and my cousins, and we would watch it on VHS, uh, which makes us very old. Um, <laughs> it really dates And us. now you just stream them when you want to catch them. And up. now, exactly, now it's uh, iTunes or Netflix. But, uh, but I remember, and I remember watching, you know, the, do you remember the opening credits as they come open, that kind of oh, iconic... Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, just, I just wanted to <laughs> check. Uh, 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 yeah, yes, I do remember. I think you're, the crawl, do you have a crawl? Yeah, well, you'll have to wait and see. I'm not so going to give anything away. So mean. Are you a big Star Wars fan? I am a major Star Wars fan. Yeah. But when you were watching these, who, what character did you relate to? Uh, I, I've always loved Han Solo. I think... I don't know what it was I really liked about him. I liked his kind of maverick behavior, and I wanted some of that to be in Jin. It's someone who doesn't always play by the rules, mm-hmm. who um, keeps their own counsel. Uh, I, and, and, and also, you know, I, I, I loved Luke Skywalker as well. I mean, who didn't? Look at you. You picked two characters, both men, no princess. You had no princess fixations. You didn't um, want to be Princess Leia at all. I actually was a real tomboy growing up. I, um, I, I, I actually, my mother was very strict about Barbies and Cindy's and, and playing with, you know, dolls. It was very much about, you know, not the emphasis being on how you look as a little girl, but, but what you can do and, and what you wanted to become. It was, it was a, um, I guess, you know, it was all about playing outside and, and, and exploring your imagination. No princess dresses, none of that for you. 
I did, I think I did once. I went, I had a fancy dress party and I remember wearing, I was a bridesmaid for my uncle and aunt's wedding and I was very passionate. You can see I rebelled against my mother. I was very passionate <laughs> against, about this pink dress yeah, forget that I would wear religiously. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That it had this kind of like doily lace collar and I did love wearing that. And it did have a crown. So yeah, there was a bit of princess going on. <laughs> okay, it's a little of it that's there. But here... This is the first Star Wars movie that's really headed up by a woman. It's you. It, well, All your mother's dreams for you have come true. Very much. I'm with, um, obviously, Ray in Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. um, but she's got company. Fantastic. I'm looking at the poster behind your head. I see basically a lot of people and you. Enormous head. Enormous She's head. She's actually just going to be an enormous head. <laughs> that's all that's on. <laughs> yeah. Big when you giant see the head. movie, nobody. <laughs> just thing, it's just, just a that. Big giant you get a bit head. of neck, but that's it. <laughs> but it's a lot of action in this. It is, yeah. I've seen your movies. You don't get to do a lot of this. Well, it's, it was a real opportunity, and it did feel very different from what I'd done before uh, to play. And, and it's, a, it's a woman learning how to be a leader. And that's, you know, that you see her going from being quite sort of shy and self-questioning to slowly becoming someone who can, who can take hold of a situation and, 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 and have a, a commanding presence. So it was, it's a very special role. And obviously, without Kathy Kennedy, I, I definitely wouldn't be, wouldn't be sitting here. She, <laughs> she's she's championed said, us. It's you. Well, along the way, she's championed there being leading females mm -hmm. in, in the Star Wars franchise but did you have to learn to fight did you have to what I, did you learn I did I um I spent many months before I started shooting uh I was actually shooting another film at the time and so I'd go after rap and I would go and do my kung fu training which would be <laughs> for a couple of hours um so you could take shooting. me you can just knock me right over this well, you know, possibly, possibly. If this interview doesn't go in the right way, way then... then I'm basically <laughs> just toppled over on yeah, my like, head. That's it, yeah. <laughs> did you feel good about it, learning that? Did it I make did. you feel more empowered as a woman? Um, I mean, my focus is so... I become absolutely obsessive about the characters that I'm playing, and my focus That's was... right, you kept scrapbooks. Yeah, it was always about her. Time. So it was always about, okay, what is best for Jin? And, and, and I love being able to change my body, manipulate my physicality, change the way she walks so that you, you, you play that character as authentically as possible. So what is the, was it a big scrapbook you kept for Jen? Yeah, the scrapbook. Um, it was, I just, anything that I see that sort of pictures in magazines or um, articles or, you know, a lot, a lot of my inspiration, I would listen to MIA before I went on to set. Really? And, and Florence and the Machine. I heard Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Now, how does that influence you? How does Florence Welch influence Jen Urso? Um... It was actually a lot of it was watching her music videos and seeing how much she'd used dance uh, and, and wanting to bring an element of dance into the fight sequences. Um, so it was it was and, and also just listening to her music when you're going on to set puts your, you know, puts your mind in a certain space so that depending on what the nature of the scene is, you kind of want to emotionally get into gear before you go and go on to set and act. Well, no, she'd work. Florence would be perfect for that. Yeah, and she's Have a you told strong her? woman. Uh, I haven't. I'm actually, um, I bumped into her a few, we were at a, um, there was a, a dance show, actually, um, 
at the Michael Clark Company in, in London, who are fantastic, and we were both there watching it. And, and I was, I'm such a fan of hers, you know. <laughs> I was sort of like slightly, um, slightly shy to, to speak to her and say anything, but but she has been a huge inspiration. So you didn't go up and say, "Look, everything I'm doing." It's because in of Rogue you. One is you. I thought it might be a bit much. <laughs> yeah. The time like, will come where that's happening. To, yeah, I was trying to play it a bit cooler. But look, in terms of your geekiness of Star Wars, were you geeky when you were a kid? Were you a little girl, even though you, we know that you were relating more to the guys? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I had all these little, um, we used, I used to collect these little, they were called Sylvanians which I don't think, I don't know if they made it over the Atlantic, but um, there were these tiny little bears and I would play with them for hours in my room and give them all names and have stories and characters. And but you didn't beat the crap out of them. I didn't. I was very <laughs> kind to them. <laughs> Just to geek out for the people that are out there that are. Darth Vader is in this. We hear the breathing. Were you, <laughs> did you get to interact with Vader himself? I did. It was petrifying. Petrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be. He's a tough guy. James Earl Jones wasn't standing off camera doing the voice. No, though. but I love no. that he but, was, yeah. He, no, he wasn't. They did that separately, actually. That was much. That was after we'd finished shooting. They went and did his voice work. But it was. I mean, there's, there's just, yeah, I, there's some wonderful sequences. And I think, people, I think the fans are going to absolutely adore it. Well, I bet they will, but is there a moment that you could tell us about, without giving anything away, that you had the most fun doing? I think that there was a, a lot of um, running away from laser fire coming from giant monkeys. So I think that was... <laughs> coming my... from giant monkeys? <laughs> Looking down, literally. So we would shoot, there would be helicopters that then obviously in post later on become um, U-wings and, and various, you know, um, uh, comes in later. You didn't yeah. see anything. So you don't see that. So you just, yeah, you're kind of looking up, you're running, you're doing this scene and then you're looking up and then there's literally a kind of huge monkey with a massive blaster just aiming at you. And then you go, oh, right. Wow. I'm in Star Wars. This, is, this it's has good. happened. I've done it. Yeah. And then there's another, there's another sequence with, um, with a giant fish. Um, Everything's giant. Everything's kind of slightly larger than life. And each of these creatures have three people operating them. So there'll be someone, there's obviously the person who's inside, not to give it away too much, mm -hmm. and then they, they have a little oxygen pipe, and then they have um, an earpiece, and someone else is, is communicating to them, telling them what's happening, because they have these kind of big sort of masks on, so it makes it difficult to hear. And then, and then there's another person who's operating the movements of the, of the creature. So it's absolutely magical. What was your last uh, day on that set? What did you steal of hers? What did I, oh, oh what did I take? Or borrow? I have her boots. You have the boots? Yeah, I have the boots, and I wear them to the park when I'm going for a walk. <laughs> Because I just... It's so yeah, sacrilegious. Yeah, I know. I James probably shouldn't have said that. I don't park. know if anyone knows. Now no, everyone knows. Know. Well, you know, they might come and try to steal your boots. But, but that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take them off me when I'm walking that's right, along. Yeah. But they have Velcro because you can't have um, laces and you can't have zips in the Star Wars. No, of course you can't. No, I would just, I would they don't exist. That. I would exactly. know that. that so that they're all covered. Something. Yeah. At the last time I seen you, which was five years ago, because you, every time I call you, that you say, "I'll send him away." You know? <laughs> I can't. Pete, really. no way. No, no. I just no. Pete, he's, no. He's, he's not going to be there. <laughs> but you had done like crazy, which had was a huge hit at Sundance. It became, and 
it was improv, you know, Drake Dreamus, the director, decided that you guys would just make mm. it up as it was going along. Yeah, well, we had we had an outline. It was a bit the the format was a bit like Curb Your Enthusiasm, something you know yeah. like that, where they you have an idea of the scene and you have an idea of what you've got to hit the beats and 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 then you obviously you go off off the page and you you find the dialogue on the day. Um, but it, it, it yeah, I mean, I think it was um, it was really worked for the for the story type of story we were telling that oh, that kind it. of immediacy. And, and you shared that with Anton so. Yelchin, yeah. who we've lost. I mean, that's had to have hit you very hard. Yeah, very much it has. Yeah, I for, mean, he's such a great guy. Everyone, yeah, it's been um, yeah, 2016 has been not a great year <laughs> in terms of um, in terms of yeah. What do you remember and, most about Anton? Um, yeah, well, he was just such a, he was such a character and his, his in, in intelligence and his, he was always watching movies. Um, he loved obscure directors. He was taking photographs constantly. He, he didn't kind of, um, he was never self-important or self-regarding, he was um, unusual and different, but not, there was not a single bad bone in his body. Yeah, that always struck me about him, that he did that. Yeah, he, he got to have that moment by doing Star Trek where he was also in this world of fantasy and adventure that you had too. Yeah, you know? I think similarly it was a fondness for for doing kind of tiny indies and um, and and a, a just a genuine love of filmmaking, and then being able to obviously what a what a privilege then to go and do something on a huge scale and, and do something completely different, you know, and and have that opportunity was we both make make the most of it, made the most of it. Well, you've gone on to do that now. I mentioned the theory of everything where you're Jane Hawking and you're playing this part and everybody's saying, uh, let's give her every award we can nominate her for. So when you got the Academy Award nomination, did you then fire all the people who were close to you and just <laughs> begin again and say, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm now Felicity Academy Award nominee. Yeah, I just will have that tattooed across my. You should have that, doing that. <laughs> just so that nobody. Did it change you? Nobody. Because um, you're doing things that can change people. You know, you get that Academy recognition. That's one thing. Now you're in a Star Wars movie. That's another thing. You should be impossible. I know, but but I think I'm very fortunate. Uh, I'm very close to my family, mm -hmm. um, and I feel that gives you a constant grounding. So. You know, they don't let me get away with anything. So <laughs> I can't, I don't, you know, as soon as you start having too many airs and graces, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm, I, I, that's, I'm thankful for that, you know, and, and I, I, I think you, my focus is always just on, I love telling stories and, and, and being Keeping a part of Keeping scrapbooks on it. those characters. Yeah. Well, look at all you've done there. What's left? What more? Mountains can you climb? What are the worlds to conquer? What are those wishes that you have I to think be doing? There's always another there's always another mountain, isn't there? Mm -hmm. There is. There really <laughs> yeah. always is. Sure there is. Sometimes those mountains are really big. Exactly. You know, when you work on something and you give it everything you've got and sometimes you do it and 
Nobody sees the movie. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with it? Do you separate yourself from it? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I just think it's fascinating. I think audiences are incredibly clever. They know what they like. They know the, the quality of something. And, and you're right, sometimes you do something and it's, nobody gives a Sorry. <laughs> we can say that here. Okay, when you have good. popcorn, you can say anything. You can say yeah. anything. Uh, and it's just sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a sort of alchemy, isn't it, when films work and the zeitgeist comes together and, um, and, 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 and that it will continue to fascinate me. And, and you, you just roll with the punches. You know, not everything you do is going to work out how you expect and some things don't go according to plan and that's how you become a, you know, ultimately that's how you become an adult and <laughs> become better at what you do. Cause well, you but you also make a family from... each time you're, you're doing this. You be, you, I don't know who the people are in Rogue One that you do, but there's a lot of people you're working with. Some of them you get very close to, right? Very much, yeah. very much. It's, it, it, who, what buddies did you make on Rogue One? Well, on Rogue One, we all, we would do these really long takes, mm -hmm. you know, that sometimes be 40 minutes long and we'd be in this tiny space together for hours on end. And so we really all got to know each other and, and bonded and connected. But as you say, it's a bit like being in the military making a film. You know, it is at the time, it is at the discipline of everyone involved. And you go into these, you know, often quite unusual places. And, and you, by the end of the day, you know, you've got to shot five scenes, six scenes. But within that, within that discipline and that structure, you do, you forge these incredible friendships. And, and you really do kind of, um, particularly with the other actors, you do form, I found in the past, I've formed lifelong friendships with people. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> you can also form a, something where you never want to see them again. But that luckily, probably doesn't happen. Yeah, luckily, I think, um, luckily I haven't had that. I'm from an area in England where everyone's quite chilled and, you know, we don't like to make enemies in the Midlands. Really just, oh, in the Midlands, there's yeah. no enemies. It's, it's, well, it's just everything's, you know, it's, all, it's very relaxed and easygoing and, and quite accepting. Well, that's nice that you've chosen an industry where none of that is possible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it's great. I'm forging ahead with this ideology. <laughs> you, you, have, you have to <laughs> yeah. do it. Well, you know that we end the show always in song. Now, I'm expecting you to do something from Florence and the Machine since it's so wondrous. Look at the face she's giving me. Like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'll tell you, you what You know I'll how I feel you. about singing. I do. That's why I constantly uh, insist I that you do it. And I don't ask for a full number. I just ask for a smidgen of a song. Um. And yet one day you'll do a musical, and I'll say to you, Felicity, how did you do that musical when you told me you just can't bear to sing? And you'll say, they paid me. Everything. <laughs> they did. A million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. A million is nothing today. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah, ten billion. <laughs> ten billion. <laughs> yes, ten. And then you'll sing. Yeah, I can, maybe. You can have this popcorn. <laughs> Exactly. There must um, be something in your head that's going through. Uh, the only song that I can think of that is running through my head is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Oh, that, come on. <laughs> Literally. The only <laughs> really? one. I is have. that it? I, I, am I am a terrible singer. Um, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is just a dream. Look at that. There was tone. Thanks. There were harmonic notes that happened in there. But a bit confused about You're the lyrics. You're just lying to me. Well, who cares? Is it but a dream? Life is but a dream or life is just a dream? 
Who knows? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Now that you're Jen Urso, no one cares. <laughs> yes. Except that she doesn't sing in the movie that I'm taking. Are you saying that because of just what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, please. I said that. She's please. not. Please. Florence Welch came singing. in and yeah. did the singing. Yeah, that's for why Jen. we're such that, good that friends. That was what happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Felicity, it's always great to see you, even Lovely. if it's always five years between those times. Yeah, see you in I five years. Okay, that wraps up another edition of the Popcorn with Peter Travers podcast. If you liked it, be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also find Popcorn on Twitter and Facebook at Popcorn ABC News. I also want to thank the people who helped produce this podcast. Angela Williams, Brian Fudge, Josh Cohen, David Fazekas, David Miller, Michael Rothman, Alexa Valiente, and the head of ABC News Digital, Dan Silver. I'll talk to you next Friday.